Let us pray. God, in the midst of this day, grant me more courage to love, steer in me the capacity to listen more than speak, free me from the grip of criticism and complaining, set loose your spirit to talk to my spirit, call me away from unbelief to resilient believing, believing in you this day, believing in you this moment, believing in you now and always. Amen. Please be seated. From Exodus chapter 3. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, but it was not consumed. And then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and, and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Then he said, Come no closer, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people, who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of a land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, I will send you Moses to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you, that is, it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, Who is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. God said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, You shall say this to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, 
the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. This is the word of the Lord. God's grace, God's peace be with you all. Thanks. He was unclear about his future, what he would do, who he would become, how he would serve, where he would live. So, he went to Kingdom of God forward slash jobs.com. He began to search. The position posted said shepherd. And the employer listed underneath his job search was Jethro, your father in law. He thought, now how hard could this be? I mean, really. How hard could it be to work for my father in law? He'll hire me. Shepherd. It will provide an income. It will keep me outdoors, Moses thought. I get to wander, and while I wander, I get to wonder. And so he applied for the entry-level position and was immediately hired. He was so proud of his new name badge, the company name Big Jethro, and his title underneath it, Shepherd. He was the shepherd to the father-in-law's sheep, which doesn't take a genius to know that the stakes then became pretty high. Don't lose these sheep. Where if you worked for another employer and at the end of the day you lost a couple out of a hundred, okay, no big deal. Not with your father-in-law. Don't forget them. Count them. Know how many there are as you take them out and as you bring them back. Count them. And by all means, don't doze off so that some wolf or coyote can come by and snatch one of them and drag them off and another and another while you're getting in your afternoon siesta. Don't doze off. It was just not an option to be a bad shepherd with these sheep. As he was tending sheep, he wandered. And while wandering, he wondered, hmm, where could I go today? And he wandered over by a mountain called Horeb, which is the mountain of God. This was the mountain where people went to encounter the mystery and majesty of God. The thundering word of God came from this mountain, the place where people went to have an intense encounter with God. Our story for today begins with Moses arriving at the mountain of God where an encounter would consume him. A bit of context. Think of it this way. You're wrapped up in a hundred and one of all of your own thoughts. And so you determine a visit 
up the side of the hill, past the letters, over to the Cal Lutheran cross, would be a grand thing for you to unbundle all of those things going on in your head. After all, you've explored a few other options to unbundle. You visited the labyrinth, that was so-so. You've spent some time in the meditation chapel, that was so-so. You've even wandered the aisles over at Trader Joe's, purchasing to yourself the best mac and cheese that exists in the whole universe. And that didn't take care of all of your rambling thoughts. And so up you go, up next to the cross. And as you arrive at the top, you say, so this is what the campus looks like at 500 feet. And your thoughts are buzzing about you. And you spend a little more time up there than you normally would. And for a moment, you're consumed. You're on fire with your own thoughts. Your own wonderings, wanting to learn more about who you are and where you have a place in this community as you look down over it. But then slowly, so very slowly, you begin to bridge from your thoughts into others. I wonder what Steve's doing in his office. I hope he is well. I wonder how Monica is meshing with her teammates. I trust it's going well. I wonder how Maria is doing with all of the cleaning crews, making sure this property is so prime and ready for all those that will come. I wonder about Miss Vicky in the centrum, honey that she is. I wonder about Dane from admissions, who is headed off on yet another trip to find students for Cal Lutheran from abroad. You begin to wonder more and more about others and less about yourself in a way that's completely different for you, which is one of the things that Cal Lutheran hopes will happen to you as you navigate a spiritual and existential set of questions in your search for purpose that will ultimately lead you to your vocation. Your story begins to be wrapped around the story of Moses on the mountain of God. But now back to Moses. His wandering up the mountain would place him squarely in a consuming conversation with God. Perhaps he was hoping that God would roll out all of Moses' future in front of him, and he would simply have to play his part in the drama that God would design. Moses had an encounter with God. A voice within a burning bush, and the bush did not go away. Moses is consumed by God, but does not go away. And this is where our story takes a decided turn. The turn, if being consumed with something is all about me, then being consumed by something is all about the other.
What does this mean? We're about to celebrate the opening of another academic season. In truth, some classes have already started. Some of those classes, the ink is barely dry on the syllabus. Some professors are yet putting the last set of organized lectures in place. And some are about ready to kick into high gear, high speed. But this coming Tuesday, we're going to pause for a moment, and we're going to be bold enough to ask God to surround our academic adventure with love and grace, challenge, and mission. Now, some of our newest students to this experience will be consumed with the list of things to do. What to read, what to write, how long shall I write, is what I have written right, and then they'll ask the eternal question, which should never fall off of anyone's lips, is the wiki world considered a primary source? They'll be consumed with these things. And then slowly, predictably, and sometimes even painfully, these same students will become possessed, consumed by something. I've seen it too many times to think that it's just random or casual or happenstance. This movement from one mode of behavior into another. I'm certain the cognitive behaviorists have a name for this. I didn't look it up. So I'll say it this way. Simply put, shift happens. And even more to the point, Cal Lutheran expects it to happen. It is one of our mission objectives, and not just for students, but for all who are attached to this place. It is what happens when teachers teach, and there's that look in the eye indicating a different engagement where questions move off of self-serving and move into serving others. It is what happens when our workloads become overwhelming for us. And then there's that one more important thing to do. Why? You do it for the sake of the other. It is found in the simplest question, how are you doing? And then a willingness to stand inside that conversation as the conversation unfolds for the sake of the other. I believe all conversations on this property, on all our campus properties, are sacred conversations. Sacred conversations preparing us for a change, a change in behavior, in tone, in insight. Sacred conversations shifting us away from a focus on ourself and onto a focus of the other.
for the good of the other, for the sake of the other. It is what happened for Moses. It is what is happening to us. Amen. Join me in the reading of the psalm, Psalm 111. It is printed in the front portion of the Cranberry Hymnal at your knees. And I will read the first part of each verse if you would respond with the indented portions. Psalm 111. Alleluia. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Great are your works, O Lord. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds. You cause your wonders to be remembered. You give food to those who fear you. Remembering forever your You have shown your people the power of your works. In giving them the land of the nations. The works of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast and forever. Because they are you sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this have a good understanding. God praise and yours forever. Let us pray. Well, God, this is a a hard time, a challenging time, and such an exciting time. We are calm and still as we listen to bird sound and call. And yet frantic rush also fills the air. It is easy to get in the mode of get this done and that as well. Be ready for more, more names, more files, more emotions, more of everything. Gracious God, the beginning of a term is an exciting time. 
as the campus has paused in a different way during the summer months, we now stand ready to open the new year and receive the sound of the students' voices. Fill us each with the gift of receptivity and welcome and hope. Tender God, tender and magnificent, open our eyes to see you everywhere and everything. Deepen our search for the work you would wish us to accomplish and bless every step we take as a step along your path. Amen. Would you join in singing?